We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years, the Pacific Catch Post Game Show. The next day, Andy Lou, I made my triumphant return to Chase Center last night, which is why we didn't do a show afterwards. Uh, I survived what was being built up as the storm of the century. Uh, it was it was good to be there in person, even though the end of the game. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we just say? I was told that I was going to drown last night. I was told that the apartment that I live in was going to capsize. And it still may happen, Samuel. It still may happen. But I'm honestly a little annoyed because we were sold a bill of goods that this was going to be a flood in the Bay Area. And the weekend one was worse. Uh, and it stopped, frankly, it stopped me from going home to see my mom. That's why I'm really angry. Like, I, I was going to see her in San Francisco. And then I just the storm was, oh, you can't drive. So anyway, I'm just going to get that out there. For all the weather people that listen to us, <laughs> you're going to stay there as a fucking storm. Make sure it's going to be a storm because nothing happened last night outside of some little rain. So anyway, I'm done. False Goodbye. advertisement. BS. A lot like drafting James Wiseman second. Sorry. Sorry. So you just teed that one up. No. So, you know, we don't need to relive that game last night. I will say... Um, it felt really good for the soul to get back to chase uh, since the the pandemic and then having a child. I've just not gotten to go as many times as I want to go. Um, I feel like you and I met each other because I used to go to every game and you yes. were covering every game at the same time. Like literally for decade plus, I probably went to 60% of the home games and you, you probably went to 80%. So, you know, it's just like, it, it's weird, but it is what it is. It's great to get out there. It was a fun crowd. Like they are still really fun in person. Anytime. Um, shout out to the goons who said, what's up. And yeah, I think, I think what I want to talk about today though, is a one Joey light years did an interview with friend of the show, Tim Kawakami. Um, and you know, TK or sorry, Joey does like two or three of these a year. And I always yep. feel like when he talks, it's like a state of the union address. Like whether you love it or hate what he has to say, um, he's always 
kind of dropping hints about what the team might do. So it makes sense. We kind of have to react to that. I feel like big picture stuff there is some good stuff. I, I, you know, Joey is, is going to sell and we're going to get into the nitty gritty, Sam, mm-hmm. but I, my overarching thought on the 30 minutes they did with TK was I don't, he doesn't sound as energetic as he used to. Um, we're going to get into all the topics. He, he just doesn't. And that's my thought. Like that's my one sentence. That's sentence he doesn't sound as energetic. I, I kind of thought he sounded subdued too. And to me, it, it felt like, and I could be wrong. It felt like uh, he'd heard it from PR yes. um, to to chill out a little bit with the salesmanship a little bit, or just like it was. It was very. I guess what I would say is it's very measured. You know, yeah. I'm used to him being like Vince McMahon up there and just yeah. like, oh, he's, he's a little crazy, right? Yeah. He sounded like Bob Myers a little bit. It, it, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the. Uh, he just it, looked. At, he just looked at the tax bill and just, <laughs> he's like, "Fucking again, another year." Um. Feels like he's getting worn down a little bit. He's taking a lot of flack, and and uh, I think at the fa- you know you know he listens to what the fans have to say. He might even listen to the show. Um, and For he sources, to- he calls in under a pen name in the voicemail oh, God, segment. Great <laughs> voice changer. Um, <laughs> I think it's been a long few months for Joey Lightyear. Is even though the Warriors won a championship, he's always as stressed out as possible. So anyway, we- let's get to it. Um, I- yeah, I thought he sounded a little little non like he did start though with textbook lake of bombastic take so we're going to start with that before getting to more of what you were talking about and i'm just going to play it back for us we had honestly the best roster from a talent and depth or depth of talent perspective that we have ever had let that sink in i know a lot of people don't agree let with that it sink yeah, you in. had a guy named kevin durant I know. Thanks, Tim. But that's at the top. Mm-hmm. I think we were better at the top. You're obviously, if you have Kevin Durant, but depth of talent. It was all the way through the roster. I think we were talented. Talented doesn't mean experienced. Doesn't mean you know that they're going to play together well. Doesn't mean that we had honestly. Oh, that was just. I mean, I love it. He's like, yeah, yeah. We had KD, but the depth. Now we have Anthony Lamb. Now we got Ty Jerome. One through seventeen, we're 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 deeper. <laughs> uh, completely ridiculous and let that sink statement. in. <laughs> 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 well, he kn- he knew what everyone was going to say, um, and it's funny because he's wrong on levels. That's not just KD. He's wrong comparing it to fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, seventeen. He's wrong. Like it's just mm-hmm. it just it is not deeper or better. Like what? And what does talent even mean? Does oh does, existential. It's so it's such a thing that like is Sean Livingston less talented than Moses Moody and Kaminga? I would think he's actually more talented. He's better. He's better as a basketball player. Talent doesn't mean anything. Those guys have done nothing. So what does talent even mean? Anyway, that was my big thing. I, <laughs> it's funny. It's like is talent just because Kaminga can jump really high and Wiseman's really tall? Does that count as talent? Because if that's the case, I sure. Think- I think it's those guys, though. That's what he means. It's those of guys. Course, right? Of course. Of yeah. course. It's not It's not Ty Jerome, although Ty Jerome is becoming a light year's legend. Yeah. I think everyone – yeah, anyway. I love Ty a, Jerome. I love Ty Jerome. <laughs> it's, a different com- really it's, a, it's a different conversation. Um, yeah, no, it, he's basically saying in you know in 10 years' time, Wiseman's going to – people are going to talk about Wiseman like they talk about Embiid. People are going to talk about Kuminga like they talk about Kawhi. And you're going to look at this roster and be like, wow, they even had like – 
young Kawhi and Embiid around all these guys. And like, even if that was true, and I'm very skeptical that they will both become like MVPs just because it's unlikely, right? Um, They had prime Kevin Durant, prime Steph Curry, prime Draymond Green, prime Godala, Clay Thompson. I, I think you and I have both been really happy with Draymond and Clay's play recently, and they they've really rounded into form and just kind of you know, they're, they're being the guys they should be. They were better in 2017, 18, 19. They were, you know, they had, they, they had another, they had another gear to them, uh, part of just age and injuries. Um, but I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know. You can also argue, I mean, you can argue Steph may be better now, but that's the only person you can say that for. Literally the only person. Only person. And I cannot stress enough. They had two top 10 of all time players. Another three hall of famers two of which will be first ballot and then their bench guys were just like iconic vets like David Livingston. West was yeah. good yeah yeah so it's Andre, just I mean that team wasn't all that team was a top three team I mean dude, in NBA history what are we talking about 2017 JaVale gets 15 minutes on this squad he plays over yeah. Wiseman and Jamichael Green that's for sure you yeah. know so it's just like the, the depth thing. Like I get what he's trying to say. And I thought it was hilarious. And I especially love the, let that sink in. <laughs> just <laughs> speak sales stuff. He, he is, but, a- but Joey, we're going to have to disagree <laughs> on this one. My friend. Um, I love that. He, I love that. He kicks it off. He kicks the pawn off with that too. It's just, just, he, he that was scripted. That was because you could the way he worded it, you know, he'd practice that one. So, you know, you know, he's like, he's having breakfast and he, he turns to Nicole and he's like, I got to take. It's going to set them on fire. Uh, Kirk's <laughs> like, no, no, don't do it, pops. <laughs> um, so after that segment, they talked Wiseman. I thought that stuff was interesting. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that he felt the need to tell everyone like, Hey, we all picked Wiseman. It wasn't just me. Everyone thinks only I like him. basketball ops, liked him coach. Everyone signed off on it. That type of thing. Um, it's probably true. Just lets me know. He's heard the noise that like Wiseman's his golden child. And it's kind of annoying him at this point. It's facts. I think it's all facts, right? I, I think it is true. I think, I don't mm-hmm. think it was just like, I'm making that be insane if it was, um, but it's obvious he's, he's pissed that people are just like, well, Joe, he's on the team only because of Joey, and and it's I th- I think Laker would be happy to 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 say that that's true if Wiseman was any good <laughs> or yeah. or like dude's hurt again, like they said he had a un- anyway not good. anyway it just yeah it is interesting he he reads all the stuff and uh, yeah we knew that F- funny funny Wiseman conversation I just my thing Sam I how much I don't know how much that matters to the team this year. It always feels like a philosophical conversation versus a reality conversation because the Warriors can still easily win a championship without Wiseman. It's which, just the fact. We did it last year. Funny enough, the pod literally went from Wiseman to tax and philosophical questions because yeah. he really is just kind of a philosophical question for the team. Because yeah. um, they don't need him to win. It'd be nice if he was good, but they don't need him. They can easily win without him. Yeah, I think. Um, I think the thing that was interesting on the Wiseman discussion was – He's no longer talking about him as the future of the team. He's officially gone to like the Myers Kerr, yes. trying to um, quell expectations. Like he's young, things haven't gone that way. We still think he'll be really good, which like 
he could still end up being a good player that's significantly different than what they thought they were getting at number two overall, you know? Yep. When he when he launched into the coach speak, I said, oh, wow. He's telling us he's only 21? Yeah. All right. That's all I needed to hear from mm-hmm. Lakeup because – Lakeup's old sound bites. You listen to it; it's always, you know, how great he's going to be, how athletic is he, how big he is, and now it's just like, you know, you don't want to forget he's only played forty games in his NBA career. He's always been hurt and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, shit, man, I've heard that a million times. Shit, I hear it from the Warriors fans themselves. So it's like, whatever you do to convince yourself. And I think at at this point, it's when I heard that from Lakeup, even though he didn't say it in a like a like he can sell. Like, that's what he does. He sells. And I think he still sold it. But reading between the lines, yeah, to me, Sam, it felt like a tacit acknowledgement of, yeah, there are some more questions about Wiseman than we thought, than maybe I thought. And and so the Wiseman discussion always gets to the tax discussion, um, mostly because Lakeup has in the past said, we have a, we'll pay tax up to a certain point. There's like, there's a limit, you know, uh, and it's a high limit. They have one of the highest payrolls in basketball. Like, can't really get mad about those numbers or anything. But if you're talking about having to shed salary to get under the limit, you know, so there's Steph. Obviously, that's not on the table. Um, Wiggins gets will be paid far less than his value next year. So you're not shedding him. Clay, legend, also one year left on his contract. And because of the injuries, you probably have to give up picks to get rid of him. So you're not doing that one. So it really comes down to Draymond, Wiseman, or I guess Poole. One of those three, if you feel like you need to get under a number, will not be on the team next year. And that's kind of the conversation. And I thought Laker was super interesting about it because he was kind of, he was kind of saying like, you know, maybe we will go above that number. Maybe I will, you know, that type of thing. Like he yeah, wasn't trying it felt like a it felt like a leverage thing. He's just like cuz he didn't cuz you know exactly what's going on. They're considering maybe trading Wiseman to save money. Maybe, but if everyone knows that they have to do that, they're going to get, you know, dog shit offers. It's just it's just textbook deal making. You can't look like you have a weakness. So he's just out here saying, "Yeah, dude, I don't care 500 mil tax, Andy Lou will pay for it. We're good." You know? Yeah. Okay. yeah I think that's that's right. It's also it is interesting that he said, like, hey, we may have to. I mean, he's he the last time they talked, he said he won't go over a certain amount, like flat out wouldn't do it. And I thought that was interesting. I was like, why would you say that? And so him kind of walking that backwards this time, saying that they may or may not do it, like that's more like that's more what I expected from them. Um, I never right. believed Sam, like I'm be honest with you, I never believed that they had an upper limit. Like they could, it wouldn't surprise me if Wiseman was on the team next year and Draymond was too. Like it wouldn't surprise me. It would not. Like I I don't think it's I don't think it's a hey we need to get we need to keep it at 400 million. I don't think that's the case. Now, do I think it's likely? Maybe not, probably not, especially not if they lose in the second round or something like that. But um I do think that like Lake He of did Party- and he and he did say that a little bit. He kind of said like as long as we're contending, we'll pay more tax. If, you know, like you said, if they fall in the second round, he might reassess his opinion on that stuff, right? And he, and he knows, too, like, we're not even talking about this year. Next year, are you contending without Draymond? Like, if Draymond's <laughs> off the team, then you put your, yourself in the situation where now you're not making money because, because of the tax. You trade Draymond to get under the tax more, but now you're also not winning. <laughs> so, so you actually just cut yourself off at the knees three separate times. 
And so, which leads me to believe, reading between the lines, if they were willing to spend a certain amount on still try to win, that Wiseman's gone either at this trade deadline or or in the summer, right? Like that's the only option that makes sense for them to still make money and still still not still cut some of that tax bill. It's the only thing. And he kind of danced around it. It's like everyone has there's a time line for everyone. Like you don't get unlimited time to figure it out. If I was reading between the lines right now, what he thinks is. Wiseman probably needs two more years and can we afford to run that budget up waiting on it meanwhile if we're going to trade him we expect to get something of real value back and no one's giving us that because they think we're we're hurting for cash so how do you how do you make them feel like that's not the case I'm willing to eat this going forward and that sort of thing um cuz the reality is and I can't remember where I heard this, but like, I think they thought Wiseman was going to be like an Evan Mobley type or a, uh, you know, like one of these bigs who'd really affect the game at a young age pretty quickly. And it's just not who he is. You know, it's not, he's, he's very much a project the whole way through. It may never work out or it might, he might be a guy who at 23 figures some stuff out. Right. But uh, the reality, the reality is, they got a huge tax bill next year. That's, and, that's and, the, uh, and that's there's zero chance he can replace Draymond. That's what it is. Next year. You know, people get really mad. They're like, Andy, why why do you gotta give him some time? I don't gotta give him any time. The tax bill says you cannot give him that time. But literally, un- unless Joe comes out and will pay it, then sure. Like, if he will pay that money, Sam, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Keep Wiseman on the team next season. Let's see, let's see what happens, right? Like he's only getting better, he's gotten better since yeah. he's been into the G League. Yeah. So do it. But the the impatience here is not coming from you and I. It's coming from the fact that, dude, the angst that comes with having to choose between Draymond or Wiseman to lower the tax bill, if that means Draymond, yeah, you can F off. Like, that's not... Even if Draymond only has three seasons left in him, which I'd argue, yeah, he probably only has three seasons left in him, but you, I mean, you, you got you to pay for those seasons. You drafted Wiseman three years ago. We're entering year four, and he's not any closer to replacing Draymond as your defensive anchor. You had he had his shot because you know if he was Evan Mobley, Draymond's there's a hard, they're, they're telling Draymond we're offering you this and that's it because we got your replacement right here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, and even you know, not even even Evan Mobley, even in that moment, yeah, I would say, but even Evan Mobley's not very he's good, but he's not. He's not that a, impressive. He's a lot. They, I don't yes, know. yes, yes. Compared to what I'm saying, like in in the case of like Draymond, you want to sure, like, sure, I, sure. Yeah, not, but you could convince sure. yourself 22 year old Evan Mobley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better bet than 34 year old Draymond. Maybe you get. Maybe you're giving up one last good year of Draymond, but you got the guy who's going to be the next defensive player of the year candidate sure. for the next decade. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case with Wiseman. So that's why it gets to all this sort of conversation. I'm kind of with you. I I don't think there's any chance they. Oh, I don't want to say a chance. I don't think they're going to move him at the deadline because I feel like the only teams trying to acquire him at the deadline are going to try to kind of screw the Warriors. And in the offseason, you'll just have more bidders. And, so, you know, if they decide they have to move off him, you could get something cooler for him than, than at the deadline. That's just my guess. I have He's got to be on no- the block, though. He's got to be on the block. I have nothing to go to go off of, but, like, he's barely played. Can you really see other teams giving like sweet offers to the Warriors right now? You know? Yeah. 
That's just my guess. I don't um, even know what a theoretical offer would look like. So I don't know. We got a month to go before that even happens. So we'll see as we get closer. Yeah, but it was interesting to just hear him talk about it in those terms. Because like end of the day, I think they're playing this correctly. They're not making a decision until they absolutely have to make a decision. You know, like we all know what the tax bill looks like next year, but it's not next year. So you don't need to act haste, right? Yep. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He said one other thing in lines with that that I want to play back for you. Bill Walsh, I think I've quoted him before, once said uh, better to play, trade a player a year too early than a year too late. I mean, I'm not saying we're thinking like that necessarily, but it was a, it's, it's really an important statement. You don't want to go through a decade of being bad either for our fans, right? So it's a very difficult uh, calculus. I want to keep those guys here. I, I want them to be here. And in, as long as they're playing at a very high level, you can rest assured they will be here. So he goes on to talk about how, you know, in a perfect world, they'll re-sign. And you know what he wants. He wants them to do what Iguodala and Andrew Wiggins did, which is not necessarily sign a discount, but not like leverage them for every last penny. He's open Draymond and, and Clay will sign fair deals you know maybe maybe someone like a um a minnesota throws like a higher offer but they're like come on man is it really worth leaving over you know five percent more that type of thing you know um and that allows him to have more money for young guys and that sort of thing 
it's it's what Wiggins did. It's not what Andre did, right? Because it's well, the Kings did offer Andre more, but the Warriors ma- like matched, right? Which was uh, well, he he got. If I remember, they the had numbers, to throw first to get rid of that last year of Andre. Yeah, he got set. He got sixteen to seventeen from the Warriors a year, and I think the Kings' offer was over twenty. So, like, he left a little on the like. In, if it was just about dollars, he would have taken the Sacramento. Yeah, thing. you know what I'm saying? Funny. It's funny. Um, and then Wiggins obviously took less, and and um, same thing. He could have waited till the off season and found a team who's going to oh, offer him sure. thirty five instead of twenty seven. You know, I think that I thought that was interesting. So I thought that quote was really interesting, especially the last piece about. You know, if if they're still going to be good, we're going to pay them. And I don't just looking at Draymond and just looking at Clay. Um, maybe you can argue Clay could get a little bit more money, but has Clay ever been a guy that's like, dude, I just want to make X amount of money, and that's all I care about, and I'm going to go be a Laker. And, and, and like Draymond, for everything that he's been, is he seem like a guy that's like, I'm just going to go get the most amount of money and play for kind of a shitty team? Like, I just, I don't. Draymond has literally said, I don't like playing basketball if I'm not contending. Like, I just don't like it. I'm going to get tossed out of games. And, and Clay looks like at this point in his career, he seems like he's going through a lot mentally. But he does at least seem like some where it's just like, man, the only thing that matters to me now is only championships and playing playoff games. So, Sam, I may be just saying that because it makes me feel better mm-hmm. and I'm selling it to myself. But it does feel like those guys are going to do something similar to Wiggins. Steph is different. I mean, Steph is better than everyone. So he gets paid the most no matter what, right? So, and then Jordan Poole is different because he's never gotten paid. And so- But even Jordan yeah. Poole, I mean, he mentioned Jordan Poole would have got more money in the summer. And as that. and as frustrating as Poole's play is right now, he's right. Jordan Poole would have got maxed. D'Angelo Russell got maxed. Literally, if a young guard with that type of talent hits restricted free, there's someone's going to throw the max and be like, figure it out, you know? Okay. Yep. Um. So, like, they saved some money on that deal relative. Or basically, it was, it was just like, you know, he he took a little less for the certainty of, you know. Uh. Anyway. um, I was thinking about that contract the other day, and I was looking at the Jalen Brunson contract, and I was like, man, did Jalen Brunson actually, could he have made more money? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anyway, anyway, I was looking at that too. Brunson gets 27 and a half a year. Hero gets 30. Poole gets 30. Uh, Anthony Simons gets 27. They're all kind of right at the same number. They are. Now, you could argue what you you might want one of those guys a little more than the others. But, you know, they're all kind of in that same range. They're not getting Steph Curry money. No. No. Um, but but to the point, I think I think it's interesting because we're there, but we'll we'll see. I, I kind of get the feeling Draymond and Clay are gonna be more of the be in the right ballpark, don't insult me. Don't tell me I only get a mid-level exception and then when, when like someone else is offering 30. Uh, but you, you could see the way the way Lakeup's talking about it, it's like it's very clear that they're trying to be conscious of the fact that like if they just give everyone these long inflated contracts. Um, we might not like outlooks in two years. That's kind of what they think, you know, they don't, I, I hate to keep using this analogy, but like, they don't want to be like the giants who overpaid everyone after they won titles. And were just kind of terrible from like 16 through 19. And now we're still kind of like, they're not bad, but like they haven't really figured out who they are either. You know, okay. I think that's the fear. And I don't know. I get it. My, my whole, it's, it, it feels just like posturing at this point. Anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. It, it feels like a little too early, but um, I think he's you, they're also learning in real time. It's mm-hmm. not like Joe Lacob and but like it's not like they have this wealth of experience of doing this. They are actually not Bill Walsh. Like they can they can look and at basketball is also not Walsh. football. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they don't they're not you know they're not the Spurs and they're not Danny like they don't they've not done this before. It is also their first time. So and it's also the Warriors who are you know better than the Spurs dynasty. They are better than. Uh, anything that Boston has done in 20 plus years. It, they are better than the Lakers, anything the Lakers have done in almost 20 years. So it's like they are a unique thing that you know, they're going to have to figure out. Let's talk injuries and then let's get to voicemails, which I'm sure will be super oh, kind boy. to Jordan Poole because of last okay. night. Um, all right. So we got injury update yesterday. Light years undefeated. It sounds like Steph Curry is going to play or they're shooting for him to play that first road game uh, in San Antonio. So he'll be out the last two games of this homestand. It would have been cool to see him play the last one against Phoenix, just home crowd, that sort of thing. But like realistically next Friday against San Antonio, hopefully steps back. Um, Wiggins potentially the same, but I don't know. You read it here. After missing 10 games yeah. due to strained abductor and four games due to non-COVID illness, he has been cleared to return to live practices, which is using to improve his fitness and conditioning levels prior to returning game option. He will be evaluated later this week. Do you think he plays Saturday against Orlando? Anytime, anytime the Warriors say reevaluated, they usually give it like four more days after or whatever, right, for them to actually play. Um, so I, if I had to like bet on it, I would say no, he doesn't play Saturday. You think but, it's Tuesday uh, against Phoenix is more yeah. realistic? Like they would reevaluate him on Friday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll say like, all right, cool. You're ready to go. Get a couple more days in, right? Like it's the Steph stuff. It's Steph is going to get reevaluated on Saturday. And then they're going to say, good, you look great. Uh, we're going to give you five days. And then you're going to play against San Antonio at the Alamo mm-hmm. Dome. It's like that type of stuff. So like when I see stuff like Kaminga's reevaluated in a week, cool. He's out for two weeks. Why has been reevaluated in one week? Cool. He's going to miss two weeks. Minimum. Right, so it's like same with Michael, yeah. same with Jamichael, and so it's it, it's it sucks. Actually, this injury update is not good. It is not a, it is not a good thing for the Warriors. I mean, so on the one hand, if I had to guess, they will have Wiggins and Steph when the road trip starts. So that's positive. Those are your two best players missing, obviously. But like you said, Kuminga, Wiseman, and even Jamichael reevaluated in a week means. I would be surprised if they played the first road game Friday in San Antonio. So 10 days from now or nine days from now, Um, realistically, maybe they get back at the end of that road trip, but it kind of feels like they're probably going to be without them. Like you said, if the reevaluate in a week means two weeks more likely. Yeah. So the the painful stuff I think is like Jamichael's been bad this year. So fine. I mean, hopefully he gets healthy. Right. But fine. Why is he at least he's a backup? So. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I, I do think like they can get away. I mean, Patrick Baldwin looks pretty good, so they can get away with some of his minutes. Certainly been better than Jermichael Green. Same I think the pain, What I'm trying to say is the painful thing here is, like you said, Stefan Wiggins are going to be back. Those are their two best players. Um, So they'll be back. But the painful one is Kaminga, right? It's like they need some more depth. They need to lengthen the lineup a little bit. So he's one guy where it's like, can you keep getting away with with Baldwin and Lamb and maybe even Moody a little bit? Like, you know, those guys look okay sometimes, and, and then sometimes they don't, right? They all have their flaws. And Kaminga does too, but, you know, he was playing pretty well, with the, especially that defensively. One, the, I feel like the Kuminga one also hurts because his development's the most important thing this season. He's going to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, He was finally – 
Like he's had a good month individually. He found a role on this team. He needs the games. He doesn't need to miss a month to restart that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, and so he, and he's gonna miss. He's gonna end up missing close to a month, three weeks. Yeah, and I mean, like, maybe, maybe we've, maybe we're being too, uh, too concerned just going off of how they tend to do these things. But like, yeah, two weeks turns into a month pretty quick. Well, usually. the way the Warriors do these things, you can't tell me that Wiggins can't play right now. I guarantee you could play right now. I, I'm sure you, Steph, could probably play right now too if it was the NBA Finals. Um, so you know that's just how they do it, right? It's like you're ready to go. Throw another week on. That's what, yeah. what I mean. What I, will, I will say this. Do they win the finals last year without Celebrini? Facts. Because they had a lot of injuries last year. And as frustrating as it was to see guys get held out, they were all healthy when it mattered. It's facts. Uh, it's not, especially it's the Draymond one, man. The way they managed that back thing was he was limited, but at least he was out there. They don't win if he's not out there. They got to be careful with Draymond right now. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's just a scary one right now. Everyone's talking about it, but you know, it's a back problem and he's out there. He looked great. Um, yeah, the most important one is Steph. Just, you know, he's reevaluated on Saturday before the magic game, and then the, the everyone saying the 13th against the uh against the Spurs, right? So as long mm. as Steph is back, they're ready to rock. Um, you mentioned Patrick Baldwin. It's good. He looked good last night. I mean, he's for a rookie, isn't it just so clear in like three, four years? Like, this is a Warriors player. He has kind of the feel, and it's just a matter of him getting the reps and developing his game and learning how to play NBA caliber defense and just getting quicker with a bunch of stuff. Like he, I don't like the idea of depending on a rookie, but like in the regular season, they could probably get away with him a lot. You know, I I watch guys. I know Moses Moody has had a tough second season, but I watch him and I watch Patrick Baldwin, and I go. Why do the Warriors even bother drafting Wiseman? And like to a lesser extent, why do they even bother drafting Kaminga? Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much. Like, you just watch him play basketball for ten minutes, and you're just like, yeah. You just look at him. You're just like, I don't think these guys have any instincts out there. And you watch Baldwin, you're like, oh, hey. see, I, I disagree with you on Kaminga. I agree with you on Wiseman. I think Kaminga has some instincts. I just think he's, uh, uh, you know, there's a level of. Um, He's not a Warriors player, in my opinion. And I think that's the point. It's like you only need to watch 10 minutes to know that Patrick Baldwin's going to be, like you said, going to be here for a long time. Is he not a Warriors player, Kuminga? He's definitely a Warriors player defensively. They value his, ver- like... I, I'm not saying he's not going to work out. I just I just think he's a guy that they've got to... It's like Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's not a really a Warriors type of player, but he worked out because he brings a unique st- skill set that the Warriors have never had, and he is valuable. He is objectively valuable, which is what I think Kaminga is going to be. He is valuable, but he, offensively, you're going to tell me he can't shoot. Like the just- shooting has, to, the shooting has to come around. He just reminds me a lot of Wiggins in the sense of they think they can mold a versatile defensive wing into figuring out something on offense. And and the thing about the Warriors defensively is not that they're athletic and long. It's that they're smart. Like that's the Warriors. That is a Warriors. And they're player. long. Yeah, right. But they're smart. It's IQ. It's everybody. It's always that has always been the case since Steve Kerr has been here is that you get people that are smart. And again, it's not it's not anything against Kaminga and Wiseman. They're not smart players like they're not smart players. And 
And Baldwin is. He just is. He might not be as good as those guys because he's super fucking slow. He's like Moody. Like, I don't really see him move very well, but who knows? Because he can shoot the rock and he knows where to be defensively. Right. Help defense is pretty sweet. Like, Kaminga's help defense is dreadful. And so it's like that. I yeah, but his man to man defense is really impressive. I'm and just saying he though, doesn't foul. So he has some level of feel. Fouls. Definitely fouls. He has like five fouls every game. Um, I'm just saying, like, when I watch Baldwin, that's a Warriors guy. And it's, I said he, about Moody, and then Moody's not playing. So I, I'm wrong all the time. You know, I mean, Moody doesn't play. I, I 100% agree with you on Baldwin. I just think I think Kuminga has enough feel. It's just a question of if he'll accept it. You, you saw the interview that uh, Wes Goldberg did, and all he's doing is talking about Kobe. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really need you to tell me. I could tell by watching you play Kobe was your favorite player. And it just reminds me of so many young wings who who want to be, um, you know, who want to be like that. Uh, and, and we and, see it all over the NBA. I mean, it's all yeah. over the NBA. I mean, Jalen Green, who I was not a fan of, I mean, he's not having a good second year. I mean, because like Houston's just not a place where you can learn how to play smart basketball. You see what Aaron Gordon said the other day, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. he's just like, oh, we don't, we don't get better at anything. So. Um, it's probably a good spot for Kaminga. By the same time, it's a hard spot for Kaminga. Again, like I actually like him. I just, I just meant when you compare him to Patrick Baldwin in terms of IQ, it is, it is. You yeah, no, no. Baldwin's Baldwin's a player that Steve Kerr is gonna put the ball in his hands to be like a facilitator. You know, operate with like those dribble handoffs that like Looney <laughs> does. Some of that yeah. stuff, right? Uh, Kuminga, it's gonna, he's gonna have to work for it before Steve lets him do anything other than cut off ball. You know, so, so like, and that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's like if if he defends and cuts off ball, like he's valuable to this team. The they they tried to pigeonhole the Kaminga Wiseman pairing four or five together, and it like didn't work. I never thought it would work. Neither. Yeah, that did. was that was pretty obvious. It was not gonna. Like work. it was like no, it's not gonna work. It might work four years from now. But hey, can you imagine a Kaminga ball one pairing? Like that's a pretty now that's. That's something that's possible because the kid's tall and long. I think you said Baldwin has a seven three wingspan. Like he may be able to get away with some Dude. five. Then Kaminga is going to be at the four. Now you got some shooting next to him. Like that works out. I saw him at summer league, but he didn't play in the games I saw. Um, this is the first time I've seen him, and I thought he was huge when I saw him at summer league. First time I've seen him play in an NBA game. I think he's taller than Looney. Like he's he's like the Looney's obviously thicker because he's like you know. He's a put on muscle and all that sort of stuff. But I'm like, dude, he's like kind of the same size as Looney. Like he is not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. He will end up being a five. He'll end up being a four or five, even though he's a wing. Uh, and those, and, and he could really shoot it. So like, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's like perfect set. Makes perfect sense. Kuminga is an athletic point of attack defender. Um, Baldwin could be that like smart, high IQ, like big man behind him. Yeah, feels like Warriors basketball. That does, really does like that. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're talking, right? So, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to some voicemails. You guys called. We appreciate everyone who calls. You called after the game. We didn't record. We listen to it now. I have a sneaky suspicion. Um, a one Jordan Poole may not like these calls. Jordan Poole is on some bullshit for real. 
Anyways, I'm sure you guys will be getting a ton of calls about Jordan. So let me ask you this. Would you guys rather have Harrison Barnes or Anthony Lamb in the 2016 finals? Ooh. Oh, my God. Where did <laughs> that come from? That The misdirection. Hold the misdirection. I thought he was going to ask us if we'd like trade him for yeah you know, something like that, but no. Um, obviously, That's obviously Anthony Lamb. Oh god, come on, man! Big shot maker. You guys aren't ready for playoff Lamb. Oh, just no, taking teams, taking teams' hearts away by hitting corner threes. With I, I don't really understand the form, but it seems to go in at a high clip. Yeah, I. Uh... He's awful defensively, so um, you know there's that. Uh, but dude, he can get to the hole randomly. He just head down and just finishes with either hand and hangs in the air a little bit, even though he can't jump. It is pretty impressive. Um, I'd rather have Harry B. So let's move on to yes. the next one. Come on, let's let's be serious. Hey guys, damn it! This is RJ. Sorry, this is RJ. Uh, fuck Isaiah Stewart. No wonder LeBron hit him in the fucking face last year. Wow. Fuck Jordan Poole. How the fuck do you lose the ball? We wouldn't even have to have been in that situation where Sadiq Bey makes that stupid shot. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, thanks for you guys' work. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, God, that turnover from Pool. Frustration would be an understatement just because he's he's been turning it over like a maniac the last month. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, are we doing this now? Are we gonna? Are we? Can I? Are we? Or do you want to do it after the next three voicemails? Yeah, let, let's go to. The, let's go to the next. <laughs> I actually, I've never listened to. It. Let's hey, go to the next three. Kyle from Windsor, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Hope you take my call. I just have one really quick hot take. Maybe I've been, uh, you know, uh, infected by the fits. But what's with <laughs> these two for ones? What's the point? What's the point in going for two for one if you're gonna get a thirty foot? <laughs> Clean three and a half court keys. Uh, yeah. Uh, if someone could riddle me that, I don't, I just don't understand. Why don't you get a good fucking shot? All right. Bye. All right. Let's keep it moving. Extra shots better than not extra shot. There's your logic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we can win like a championship with like Jordan Poole. Like, I don't think, he, I don't think he can't close. Like, he can't close games. He doesn't defend. Six shots in the playoffs. Like he's turning the ball over. Like I don't think he can close games. I, 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 and, and if he can, I mean, okay. he's already not closing games, and they already have won a title with him. So I reject the premise of that call. Uh, I agree. We're probably not going to win a championship with Jordan Poole as the best player. Good thing the Warriors don't have to do that. You know, he's like their fifth best. Let's keep moving. Long time listener, first time caller. I just came home from the sports bar with my dad. I was wearing a clay jersey. It's a nice. little five storm. And just... <laughs> I was hoping you got Pacific Cash today, Sam, but I guess not. I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. Look at that. Pre- appreciate it, guys. And, appreci- and you know, hopefully you made it home safe. Good vibes. And this summer, I would also, like, I would say cool to, like, wait for Deathwing. This summer, like, I would, like, Call Orlando and like, hey, give me one of your wings or something, or like, just like, like I, I like I, I hate guards who can't defend who are like a signature. Like I despise guards that way. Like, like if you like, if you know. 
This call is Andy Lou using one of those machines to really sounds like change me. his voice. Really, I, I was like, oh, that is, that's exactly like me. That's, well, that is what I hate. <laughs> exactly what I hate. You want to talk about it real quick? Yeah, all right. Um, I was pretty angry last night, Sam. Actually, I was I, I was pretty angry not because the Warriors lost the game. I didn't really care. Like, the Warriors have been winning pretty fluky games all homestand, so they deserved one where they They were due. Yeah, they were due that loss, and uh, it's pretty funny. I thought that Detroit, Boyan and Sadiq Bey, so you guys are auditioning to be a Warrior right now, aren't you? Like, Boyan's like, I can win a championship with the Warriors. I'm going to go out there, and I'm not going to miss a three. So, you know, it's kind of a bullshit loss, but is what it is. Jordan Poole stuff is, is frustrating to me, Sam, because – you know, all the caveats about him being young and that he has to learn and the Warriors don't win some of these games without him because he's uniquely valuable when you don't have Steph out there. I agree with all of that. You also do have to learn. <laughs> you cannot make the same mistake 40 games into the season. We've seen him fall out of, fall out of bounds and fall to the floor for no reason every single game. And at some point, you do have to learn and you do have to fix it. He has not done that, and I think it is fair to be frustrated as a fan to watch him make the same mistake over and over again. I watched Michael Petras step out of bounds for like 10 years. That's all he did, right? And I watched, you know, I, I watched Jason Richardson step on the line on a three. It's like, dude, just shoot the three. Steven Jackson, just shoot three. Why do you have to shoot along two? So it's like all these mistakes at some point, that's just who you are. And I'm not saying that's who Jordan Poole is, but you do have to, you do have to change. And it's 40 games in the season, and you're doing the same mistake. So, yeah, he'll get better. I'm sure he'll figure it out. But it's not like we don't get to be frustrated. It's bad basketball. It's bad basketball. It is. How many more times is JP going to slip before he realizes what he's actually doing on the court? Oh, my God, dude. That just was terrible to watch. And then an amazing clutch three by Clay, just so freaking Sadiq Bay can make a three-pointer at the buzzer. Dude's like a 32%. Three-point shooter. Duh! <laughs> oh, that was... <sighs> Sadiq Bey, by the way. He's been a favorite trade target. He's had a terrible season for Detroit, but I think anyone who saw him previously feels like there's a Warriors player inside there, just the wing versatility with a little bit of a jumper, even though it doesn't go in as much as you want. Showing out for Bob Myers last night. 100%. 100%. Would be a good fit on the Warriors. I don't know if they do it, but, you know. Buy low Yo, guys. Aaron Lau again. What did we just see? But I had a weird thought. I had a funny thought, actually. It's going to be crazy when uh, JP is up for, uh, you know, like a sneaker deal. And, like, how do you even give this guy a shoe? Like, dude, like, I'm never buying those Nikes he's wearing. It is insane. <laughs> Another slip and fall. On a nobody, really. It was like a some phantom defense, but man, it's crazy, huh? Like if I was a dad and I, my kid wanted the, the shoes on, dude, look at this, fucking fall down all the time. Can't fucking believe it, but that's a funny thought. You guys have a good night. Uh, stay dry. Love you guys. <laughs> he brings up a good point. I, I have a I have a son. What do I do if he asks for the Jordan pools? Do you think do you think Nike puts the ocean waves at the bottom? You think you think a kid would like that? He puts the <laughs> ocean water at the bottom? The flood, he puts a little rain there. Just <laughs> like my son comes to me or or, or daughter, I don't have either. I'm like, I mean, you could tear your ACL in those, man. Like, be careful. You don't wanna <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we gotta get you some uh get you some LeBrons. They might they might not be the prettiest shoes, but you'll stay healthy. Have you seen the the new the, I gotta get I'm actually trying to get the actually, new LeBrons new, for yeah. the listeners. Yeah, if you guys have a plug or something, I think those are like sold out. Or, you know, you know what I love, the pink yeah. purple ones. Anyway, they look cool. I haven't I think they're like sold out everywhere. So if people can send over a link, you know, tweet it over. It'd be great to, to grab it. I know it's it goes against the Warriors fan, you know, right? But I've heard those shoes are super comfortable. So what can you do? I like Kyrie's too, Sam. I like Kyrie's. They're comfortable. They are. They are. Maybe, um, maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get moving. Do we Dude, have he has like the most popular Nike shoes. So yeah. It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, we'll end it here. Appreciate right. everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.